0: This, week, this on week on transmissions from, transmissions from the, dark, from the dark, side. Side. dark side, a mannequin, a, mannequin. a, jerry, a jerry or bomb, scoobily bop boop doop enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, the show where we watch every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology show, Tales from the Dark Side, and report it back to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me are my two favorite people in the whole wide world, Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. How's everybody doing tonight? Yay! Hello. Ah, Welcome new listeners. Hello! If this is your first time listening to the show, we are glad to have you with us. Let's tell you what we do. Tales from the Dark Side was an anthology horror show. Think The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror with no budget. Uh, It was delightful, and we watch every single episode and talk about it. Uh, Tonight's episode, it was called Everybody Needs a Little Love.
1: God, isn't it true, Matt?
0: Aw, Little peek behind the old transmissions curtain. Yeah, we are recording this on Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, look at my little valentines, my little palentines, mats and mats.
0: This is coming out May forty-four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's when we get to May, all hell's breaking loose. Oh, oh you guys didn't
0: know that Trump's changing the calendar.
1: <laughs>
0: May's the best month. Oh, by the way, we are sticking it to the right <laughs> way. <laughs> You come here for the tales, but you stay for the the hardcore, the hard hitting political. political facts. You could say this show is a politifact.
1: You know, I've never realized how much you look like Rachel Maddow.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah, it's this wig. It's, yes, it's this pixie cut wig I wear.
1: It's a good look. Uh, we watched the episode, Everybody Needs a Little Love, uh, as is customary, we all came up with a prediction of what we thought this week's episode would be about, based on title alone. That's how brave we are. That's how we roll. Ain't no thing.
2: American heroes. Sure. Just throwing that out there. At Uh, this point, Legends? Yeah. Yeah. Of the fall?
1: Oh, I think it's like a Legends (laughs) of the Fall. I'm brad pitt fishing is that movie about brad pitt fishing
2: no that was the river runs oh that's it. right <laughs>
1: that's, that's all i know about it <laughs>
2: i think they came out like the same year or within uh, yeah. a year of each other
1: and weren't they both in it wasn't uh, uh... brad pitt was in both of them okay uh, and but then what's i think his face? they
2: um in which wait, in which one
1: the salad dressing guy
2: paul newman <laughs> Oh Jen, <laughs> The salad oh, dressing no. guy. No, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Paul Newman <laughs> Paul was in Newman's either of them. Anthony Hopkins was in Legends of the Fall.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the salad dressing. Guy. I'm so sorry. We're
0: off to the no, races.
1: races. Uh, hey, anybody <laughs> want to share what they thought the episode Everybody Needs a Little Love was about? <laughs> I've seen the sting. Oh, I mean, I know. No, I get no, okay. It's okay.
2: It's it's all right, Jen.
1: Oh, don't give me that look.
2: We all make mistakes. Oh,
1: Christ! Uh, I was. I'm <laughs> being. God
2: damn, man. Never mind. I was trying to. I was trying to be supportive.
1: With a look, okay. Uh, who would like to read their description?
0: Everybody needs a little love. This episode is about a tales from the dark side script named dream girl that can't find <laughs> someone to edit it it can't it became an
2: episode anyway because it was the loneliest script <laughs> for new listeners dream girl was our least favorite episode of the entire series and
1: may continue to far. be yeah. yeah
2: yeah i i think that was the lowest rated of of all the episodes uh, it? i
1: think so yeah uh, here's mine. Everybody needs a little love. It's Valentine's Day, and all the little people are speed dating. But which one is the werewolf? Spoiler: It's all of them.
2: <laughs> uh, everybody's everybody needs a little love. It's Valentine's Day, and Harold Saperstein finally has a date to the big dance—a pan's labyrinth. <laughs>
1: We had to name monsters for like 10 minutes before the episode started, and you came up with a pan's Pan's labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, brother.
2: Uh, And I changed that at the last minute, because I had Audrey too, and I was like, eh, I don't like it. (laughs) All right. Unfortunately,
0: none of those guesses were correct. But our good friend Jen is going to give us the sweet deets on this episode.
1: All right. Everybody needs a little love. Here's the real description. A divorced man dotes upon a mannequin. Uh, this is episode 17 of season three.
2: Holy God. That was the official description?
1: Yeah, that's it. I've okay, Never has it right. been so
2: clear yeah. cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this episode aired uh, February 22nd, 1987. Uh was directed by John Harrison as John Sutherland. Uh, this has come up before. Um, don't know why he was uh, doing stuff as John Sutherland, but... Um, he uh, he was somebody who started his career doing rock videos. He's done a bunch of tales before. Did he
2: recently do one?
1: He uh, I'm not sure, but he was the first AD for uh, George A. Romero, mm-hmm. um, and then did um, a bunch of episodes of the series, and then uh, led the uh, Tales from the Dark Side movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, he,
2: yeah. We we just talked about him a few weeks ago. I thought yes,
1: yeah. He just did something recently, uh, and I can't remember what it was. Um, he also wrote this episode based on a Robert Block story. Jerry Orbach uh, starred as Roberts. He, uh, Jerry Orbach, uh, you may remember from, uh, lots and lots of episodes of Law and Order. Uh, he was in Dirty Dancing as the man who put put baby in a corner. corner? Uh, he was born in the Bronx. His father was a former vaudeville actor. Uh, his mother was a radio singer. His family moved around a lot and uh, he actually did a ton of musical theater and was like typecast in musical theater and oh, wow. had to push into like slowly push into dramatic work. Um, hmm. But was frequently overlooked because of his musical roots.
0: Yeah, because he wow. was the candelabra in yes, the Beauty and the Beauty. Beast. that's right.
1: That's right. Uh, Richard Portnow played Curtis. Uh, he was, uh, he's been on like. Every show him, ever, I've seen We've him seen in him a million everywhere. Things. He was uh Mitch in like five episodes of Parks and Rec, he was uh the attorney Mel on the Sopranos, a, a bazillion other things. Uh, Philip Linkowski was the detective, he was in A Night's Tale Man on the Moon 2020, the series. Um, Don Peoples was Lieutenant Man. He was in a couple of TV shows and provided uh, voices for Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh wow! Is that a thing? Yeah, Courage the
2: Cowardly Dog. Yeah, it was a it was a show on uh, Cartoon Network. Oh, Cur- yeah, it was it was I th- at least I, I'm almost positive it was uh, uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, in the 90s.
1: Okay, cool. 90s and 2000s way to go down peoples. Yeah, there's uh, and even a
2: conspiracy theory about the show, but I'll tell you about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, Teresa L. Jones played Estelle and this is her only credit. Maybe she was a mannequin. <laughs>
0: She was never heard from again. That's
1: right, because uh, man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. Mm,
0: but there is unseen by most an underworld. It's a place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's
1: a dark side. It's a dark, dark side. side. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a dark it's a real
0: side. dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide open, and it's darkness.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, a darkness and a title. This this kind of like. I, I didn't know what to do because it wasn't a place setting or, you know, something that they they usually do where it's just like, nope, this
0: is straight
2: darkness and the title credits. And then all of a sudden, cigarette
0: being lit. And Jerry Orbach's beautiful face fills the screen.
1: And I smell a film noir.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You got...
1: How did you describe it? You said he was... Uh... Whoa, uh... We had to pause early.
0: The voiceover starts probably twenty seconds into the episode because it's like the darkness, him lighting the cigarette, and then once the cigarette is lit and he's taking a puff, the the voiceover begins immediately, and it's like, you know, types, it's it's tough out here in the big city. It was, uh, it was Thursday, or as I like to call it, Thirst Day, and I went to Benny's because whenever I want to temporarily suffer amnesia, that's what. I, and he doesn't stop. It is a selling ger-
1: life insurance, worrying about death and the death of my marriage. It's like, he
0: lays a Jerry Or bomb. Of yes, that's what it
1: was.
2: <laughs> it is so much. It was, but I. So I. I want to get something out of the way early on. I really liked Jerry Orbach in this episode. I thought he did a really good job.
1: I did too. Yeah. Oh, I,
2: he he's a great actor. I
1: liked this episode.
2: Yeah, I did too. I I'm I'm not sure what I'm not sure that Matt liked it as much as we did judging by his face at the end of the episode. But I thought that this was definitely better than a lot of the middling crap we've mm-hmm. had um in the past few weeks so and this was a this was a welcome the um, last time
1: change. we tried as far as i can recall the last time we tried film noir was ring around the redhead and that did not go well
2: that was I, yeah that i, I did thought not we like had, that i thought episode. we had i thought we had one since then and it was it, it worked out well
1: uh i'll look I'll uh, yeah look i would have list. to i would have to l- okay. look
2: through my my notes to see but i i thought that we had one since then and it, it was actually pretty good
1: but well we're um we are in i don't know the f- 40s 30 what what decade would um you this i would
2: say that this was probably 30s, 30s because, because they, were ta- were yeah, they were talking yeah they okay. were talking about how you know the talking picture box or whatever. Well, so.
1: it was nice to have an episode set in the past so they could really talk about women. Because this show has, up until dames? this point, been so subtle, measured and subtle in their approach to misogyny.
0: Really, really <laughs> measured. Yeah. Um, not... They, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Good
1: riddance to dames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broads. Uh, so he is uh, Jerry Orbach is sitting at the bar
0: <laughs> Pussy <laughs> I like it That's
1: good That's
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, I don't get enough of it Ever since that crazy Bitch of a li- wife life. It's both My <laughs> life and my wife walked out on that day That's why I come here to Benny's Benny is a place to forget and to remember forgetting. <laughs> Craziest thing came up to me. It's my friend Curtis. Hey. Hey,
1: I'm Curtis. Hey, dames, right? Good riddance to them. You want to hear some puns about dames? Just imagine I just had six of them. <laughs> I didn't write them down. Hey. Hey, you wanna you want to go have some fun? Just for fun.
0: Everything about this exchange between Jerry Orbach's character, who I just imagine is called Jerry Orbach. That's all
1: I wrote down. <laughs>
2: uh, his his, his name last was name was Roberts. Roberts. So that's mm-hmm. we never hear what his first name is, to my knowledge. They just refer to him as Roberts for the entire episode. For a second, I thought that they just messed up Robert, um, which is such a difficult name to pronounce. But no, everyone said Roberts. Mm-hmm. so He is
1: credited as Roberts. Yeah.
0: So Jerry Roberts, Jerry Orbach. <laughs> uh he's at the bar he's drinking to win like mm-hmm. he is
2: drinking like there's a prize involved we yeah. did
1: not hear him say to the bartender just leave the bottle but he might as well
2: right been. um but when Curtis showed up he did say keep them full until this runs out and he puts a 20 on the
1: mm-hmm.
2: um the bar top and in in 30s cash a 20 would have kept it going for a while sure. Yeah, that would have been probably three bottles of hooch.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're wasted. Right. And this level of drunk, which I have been, is not when good ideas come out.
1: But this is when fun Never. ideas come out. <laughs> <laughs> this is when bad decisions happen. And it's, it's, it's beyond the like... We're gonna get in trouble and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it to make a make a choice that I regret or something like that. Like one step beyond that is like, we're gonna go steal a sculpture <laughs> and, and <laughs> let's just burn down a church with no one in it, or you know
2: we're gonna kidnap the Shelbyville mascot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is a lot. <laughs> this is when my
0: friend Troy Davies got so drunk that they stole the bishop's crown from <laughs> church. Wow. They broke into a church and they took the bishop's
1: crown and got caught.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I told you guys, I'm sure I've talked about it, about stealing the Virgin Mary from the nativity. Yes. Yeah. In front of the the church. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We were in high school and it was in Rochester and it's like it's the, the church we stole it from Um If my cousin is listening, she knows this, and I'm sorry, Uh, but it was right across the street from the police station. So, um, and it was one of those like you know, not quite life size, but very large. Was it
2: plaster of Paris or plastic?
1: Uh, I believe it was plaster. Yeah, I was. Yeah.
2: Wait, you said plaster? Yeah. Oh my god, how heavy was this thing?
1: Well, I mean, it was on like a like a like a wire, you know, Mm. frame or something. It, It took two of us to to run off with it, but it was we. We were, I think it was senior year, and we went to go take it, and it was bolted down. So we had oh, to come back no. with power tools. Um, and and whenever a car would drive by, we brought sheets with us. So we would just cover our heads and act like wise men. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jen. And then we, we finally got, I know, I know it's really bad. And then we finally got it into... Um, into my friend jimmy's van and then we just drove around with it to show people and then i think it eventually ended up at a rave um and i think (laughs) his brother like like put lights behind mary's eyes and it was like in a like above like a speaker before like motor (laughs) lounge was motor lounge and they would just have raves there um yeah oh my god that's the kind of idea you have drunk
0: yeah that Well, then it's not too far fetched to be like, Hey,
2: come back to my house where I have a fuck doll. Well, no, they go and they get they the mannequin. It, yeah. yeah, they go to his work. But there is one thing I wanted to point out is that I missed that. Okay, I must have been taking yeah, notes. Yeah, there so what what happens um is that Curtis and Roberts um are griping about single life. And, uh, you know, Curtis is um, he starts in on it and Roberts is like, not this again. And then they go back and forth and back and forth. And. I I, like I was going to make a joke about how it was nice to see single life depicted as dignified and, and something that, you know, someone might choose to be. And instead, it was like it's a hellscape. <laughs> this, you know, I'm I'm ready to eat a bullet at any minute. Like, oh great, this is fucking awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. Matt.
2: So they steal a. They
1: mannequin. go to because uh, because Curtis works at the store. It it is revealed that Curtis works at the store. No one's gonna notice that they took he took the mannequin. Um, they're just gonna sit down and have a chat have a with her. They're gonna warehouse have a full. yeah. They got a whole warehouse full of these dames. Um, this show, this is the second appearance of a of a mannequin this season. These are very nice mannequins.
2: Well, this, I mean, they walk in. There, there's an actual mannequin in this episode for maybe three seconds, and then the rest of it is just an actress being very still on yeah. camera. Well, I have I have to say that this actress is incredibly still. She did she did a really good job of not doing anything. I I thought it
1: was still a mannequin for a while.
2: I did too. I was. They bring her in. Yeah. Um, and that's a mannequin because obviously they're not gonna be able to carry a woman like that. Um, but then once she's sitting down they might have had one shot of the mannequin and then the rest of it you look at the eyes and you can see that the eyes are actually like there's a person there Um, because
1: when later when when she's sitting at the table that's still a mannequin
2: see i didn't
0: know i really Mm. was like when was it a mannequin when was it a person because it felt like, th- like later in the episode, they dance with the mannequin. Yes. And they
2: do a facial close up, and that is a, that person. Is a person. oh, that person. is absolutely that a person. Is, yeah. But whenever I was looking at the face, I was looking specifically at the eyes because when they first show her sitting on, like when they they sit the mannequin on the couch, where like I, I, don't, I don't think you can have mannequins pose like that, but not whatever. Thirties. Yeah. No. Um. But, I mean, like, to, to bend at the waist mm-hmm. and stuff, I yeah. don't even know if mannequins do that now. I mean, well, I know like that a... mannequin technology has advanced quite sure. quite considerably. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the face, and, I mean, I could be wrong. It's standard definition, and it was shot on VHS. But, you know, it looked to me to be an actual person standing very still. Okay, well, she did a great job. Because the, the eyes were, like, glassy. Yeah. But then there was parts that. where it looked like it was painted eyes.
1: Yeah, hmm.
2: I think I, they I would might have, to, have, I would have swapped back. it
1: back and forth just to be well that, would have, that which would have, I think worked well. Yeah, yeah. that
2: would have. The, yeah, I mean, I. It the, kept the, making you go. The three of us aren't really it, sure. Yeah, right. the three of us aren't sure. So that's that's good on them.
1: Right. So they are they are hanging out at Curtis's place. Curtis has a sad dad, bachelor pad. This is uh, <laughs> this is where divorced Curtis goes uh, goes to live. Um... Is it uh, possible? <laughs> as far as we know, at this no, point I'm in the episode, like, yeah.
2: No, it's more of a comment on living. Right? Ah, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Bef- before they go to steal this mannequin, though, I I do want to mention that the camera pans left, and next to Jerry uh, Orbach at the bar was a dame that was ready to do it. Oh, oh she I was didn't D- see her. She was fully
2: DTF. Yeah, right. I didn't notice her. I made that comment. Yeah, like, he made he made the comment. Um, because she sits, she walks up next to them, and they're they're just hunched over their their glasses, uh, you know, rot gut talking about dames and broads yeah. and whatever. Um, they get up to steal this man- mannequin. Their bar seats are
0: empty. It pans to the left a little bit, and there she is, like,
2: well, I guess I I guess I'm drinking alone. Cause I'm just <laughs> fingering myself to sleep. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be a father.
1: I know it's the 30s, but.
0: (laughs) I'm going to touch the devil's hole.
1: (laughs) Remove this menstruation belt and (laughs) go to town.
0: The devil's hole with the hell elevator button.
1: (laughs) Going down. I keep pressing it.
0: And all it does is make my blood circulate. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooga>.
1: I'm hysterical.
0: <laughs> I love that women having pleasure in sex is them being hysterical. hysterical. Yeah.
2: How dare you?
1: <laughs> and yes, and that's how you treat it. Yes.
2: Calm down. Yeah. Well, that isn't that isn't that literally how vibrators mm-hmm. were created from psychiatrists yeah. who would Remove the hysteria from a woman? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just bananas. Hey, can
0: you just come the crazy away for me? <laughs> well,
1: let's keep trying.
0: Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Would God. you like to schedule I,
1: your next haven't appointment? Figured yes, it out. I would. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're now in the apartment. The mannequin's sitting down. Jerry Orbach lays in on this voiceover that's just like, it was crazy but I kind of liked it. We were telling stories about the war.
1: Yeah, they're telling the mannequin stories about the war, which is such a great scene that I wish I had seen. Just them boring the shit out of this mannequin. mannequin. She's quiet, not mouthy like most dames. I wrote down mouthy dames.
0: (laughs) This is a real, uh, oh, hi, Mikey.
1: Yeah, yes, this is a real, a real oh, Mikey.
0: And I'm like... Just give me reaction shots with this mannequin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the mannequin's name, FYI, is Estelle. Yes. yes.
1: Um, so it's it's a little bit later, they're they're drinking, and now Curtis uh Curtis uh, picks up Estelle to dance with her. And Jerry Orbog is getting a little jelly.
2: Yeah, yeah. He he didn't uh, I forget exactly how they how they phrase it, but he didn't think of anything of it at first, but then he started to get, uh, I don't think he said jealous, but... He felt like the third wheel. Yeah, he felt like the third wheel. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like the cabbage side of a fried chicken plate.
1: The the 22 skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> One's gotta go.
0: I'm the old 24 skidoo. <laughs>
1: Uh, and as he's leaving, he said, "I'm and I'm sure Estelle was
0: staring, staring
1: at me." Him. And you look, and it is a it woman's is a woman eyes staring, at him. staring yeah. over the shoulders of Curtis.
0: And then she mouths the words, "I'm gonna murder your <laughs> friend <laughs> with my wooden glit." <laughs> Splinter Dick is not a joke. <laughs> well, that's the the, that's perils. the act break. Yeah, that's, yeah. The act break. <laughs> 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 that's the perils of this episode. Yes,
2: <laughs> Splinter Dick. Oh god, I don't want to think about it. Don't don't say that word. Splinter. Uh,
0: All right. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. It
2: started as a high seas party.
0: This is Bill as a swinging singles cruise. I want to see this trip laid bare. You know why they call it a bikini? But a madman makes it a death cruise. There is a werewolf on board. The moon is full, and he's after Colchak on the Night Stalker. Tonight, second feature
1: on CBS late night. There's a werewolf There's on, a board. on board. There's a werewolf on board.
2: You guys leave Darren McGavin alone.
1: Not a finger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh God! Was Darren McGavin? That the was the yeah. dad. That yeah. was the dad. Yeah, I did. not He was not Kolchak, know that. the Night Stalker. He was. Yeah, Love Darren McGavin, man. And we're
0: back. Um, it's it's once again another Jerry Orbaum.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he is great. Again, He's great. we need to yeah. reemphasize. We've talked. A, I have talked a lot of trash about. Um, the acting in
2: some episodes of Tales from the Dark Side.
1: It has deserved to be talked trash about. This is not one of those episodes. Jerry
2: Orbach came and he delivered. Yeah. It is now... He's not back at the bar, is he? Or is he alone no, at the No, bar? this is him confessing, or not confessing, but this is him talking to the detective this whole time. The voiceover and when you, when he's talking directly to the camera, this is him talking to the detective. But not at the beginning of the second act. Mm-hmm. At well, because he of says... The, it is. It, well, okay. Correct. But they but haven't don't revealed that, that he's talking he's to, talking to the, the detective. No. Right. So, so okay. he... Yeah, so... We don't know who he's talking to. We think he's talking that, to the camera yeah, we think that he's just talking to the audience um, a lot of smoke. He starts talking about how Curtis has been acting weird. He took a week off of work um, and now suddenly he's invited he invited him over for dinner. He never really considered Curtis to be the domestic type. They, this dinner is on the level of uh, the Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre <laughs>
2: dinner for awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. Hit her with the hammer, Ah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, You may have not
2: realized that I had references for that's the Texas Chainsaw no, That's amazing. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Man. I'm very impressed because that is a hard movie to get through if you do not like horror. I got through that one. Yep. I don't know how. Um <laughs> it was the seventies, it was a different time.
0: <laughs> the he comes in and his friend is made Curtis has made a dinner and everybody's sitting at the table, including Estelle. And then Jerry Orbach
2: is like, This is stupid. This is this is going a bit far, Curtis. It's
1: like he's he's trying to play along a little. He he says, hey, why don't you get Estelle a Stella drink? Says, and Curtis says she doesn't. She doesn't drink, but she's no prude. Right, really yeah. In case you were worried, we weren't fucking. Let me assure you, we're, we're fucking. fucking.
0: <laughs> I am sanding that wood hole, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm drilling that wood hole. You know what I mean? Little linseed oil in there. All I'm telling you is, <laughs> I get intimate with this mannequin. <laughs> Oh, hear that violin? That's not the only wood (laughs) instrument that's played here.
1: (laughs) During this dinner, uh, he's talking about how, Curtis is talking about how he took a week off of work to take Estelle to Atlantic Atlantic City.
2: City, uh, They really know how to treat a couple. Yes. Um, This blows my mind, but yeah, because he's been missing for a couple days. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one thing. Um, so when I was mentioning how they impugned the dignity of single people, one of the things that Curtis um, was going off about was that when you're single, people treat you differently. They don't. They give you the worst table in the restaurant. They, you know, your married couples never call you anymore. Uh, so the. The important thing that I took away from that little rant was the worst table in the place goes to the single guy. So for a second, I'm still thinking, well, all right, maybe he just takes the mannequin in the hopes that you know, Mr. Magoo is working the you know the front desk coke bottle glasses. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like a woman. <laughs> put him front and center,
1: like those dummies you put in the car for the carpool. I was like. just yes, about yes, that. Yes. Uh, these I don't know if you noticed because they were sitting with a mannequin and that was kind of distracting, but the gentlemen sit down to each enjoy a serving platter of roast beef.
2: Yes. No. I. I...
1: Bare minimum, they are eating thirty-two ounces of roast, roast beef.
2: beef. There was that. Well, and it looked. And it I mean, you was know, I'm full not a beef tenderloin. It, it was huge. Yeah. I no. I. I mean, you're right. I was focusing a lot more on the fact that they were eating with a mannequin yeah <laughs> but I mean at the same time that was a lot of meat
1: there were enough shots of the the table of... and I was like hey
0: <laughs> and it, there is like a humongous bowl of something i c- I couldn't
2: but like well I played I paid attention to the glassware yeah. and in like... even if she wasn't a mannequin uh Jerry Orbach you know mentions oh well isn't Estelle gonna have any ah she, eats she eats like a like bird. Yeah.
1: Watching her figure.
2: <laughs> Dames, am I right? Right at this point, Curtis gets up to go to the kitchen
0: to get something. Curtis goes, like that necklace? I got it for. Her. Just bought it for. Her. And then he goes to the kitchen. And then Jerry Orbach
2: becomes a fucking monster. Yeah,
1: this gets this gets creepy. He uh
2: no, he doesn't. He doesn't become the monster until uh, like maybe a minute later, because that's when Jerry Orbach starts to talk about how, right. like, "All right, come on, dude, look, this is getting old. You got to stop it." Um, and I believe that that is when Curtis says, "Keep your opinions to your." Uh-
1: he calls her. He calls her a piece of lifeless wood, oh. and uh, she knocks. A, 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 her oh, glass right. falls yeah, that has on the, the glass floor over. and breaks. Yeah. Seems like she knocks it over. She does not like this conversation. So that's why Curtis goes into the ki- the kitchen. He picks it up yeah. and uh and goes.
2: Yeah. And that's when Jerry Orbach becomes Grabby McGee and he he actually sticks his hand in her shirt. First he's like,
1: yeah, fondling her mannequin breast.
2: And then then it. Oh, wait.
1: Why are you like you I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> this <thing> show
2: <laughs> Has said some
0: of the raunchiest things that I've ever said into a microphone, <laughs> and you're like,
1: mannequin breast, hee. Mannequin breast.
0: Oh, Bjork is doing this.
1: <laughs> I just love to see mannequin breast. <laughs> ting tong, ting tong. Come to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Mannequins have opinions. <laughs> If you ever get stuck by a mannequin
0: <laughs> Uh and then he goes straight for the cooch. Yeah. yeah, he does. he he and then like this had to be a mannequin because there's no way they would have put a real woman's legs in that situation. Yeah. No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no.
1: Yeah, it's super uncomfortable. He slides up her skirt. You see that she's got her little garter stockings on, and her his hand is between her mannequin legs.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's Ooh. an inch he's an inch from the goods. Dislike. And that's when he gets clocked in the face by Curtis. Yeah, yeah knocked
0: right over. He gets
1: a Curtis blow.
0: <laughs> Look at you.
1: Thank you. I'm helping.
0: <laughs> he leaves and, and then he says something about there just something wasn't right. Something was weird. And then we get this black and white freakout.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Where now the mannequin is the real live person and Curtis, and Curtis is, is the, the mannequin. mannequin. Yeah.
1: And she's smoking and laughing because she's a dame.
0: As they do. Yep. Just not shutting up.
1: Yak, 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 yak. So now after this black and white freakout, we cut to uh, Lieutenant John Goodman. <laughs> Um, asking questions about, uh, uh, where Curtis is. Where Curtis? Wait, hey, where Curtis? Well, they,
2: they wake him up. He, he's actually asleep on the bar at, uh, at Benny's lounge.
1: Have you guys ever been drunk enough to fall asleep on a bar?
2: Uh, no, yes. because, um. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, don't do that.
2: Uh, well, I mean, I've That's been, real I've been <laughs> tired and I've been drunk, yeah. but, uh a few times where I was that tired and drunk, I was at City Club and I knew security would kick you out if you fell asleep. Right. So I was like, nope, 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 I can stay awake. I can stay awake. Um
1: Guys, we never went to City Club, and now you're gonna be a father. Shit. This week, we have to go right now.
0: <laughs> this weekend, we're bad. going. Bad idea, <laughs> bad
2: idea, bad idea. Bad idea. buck. <coughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay uh, We've been to City Club <laughs> now Yes, yes <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh,
0: it turns out That Curtis has been missing from
2: work
1: And stuff is missing from yeah, the store
2: Things have gone missing
1: Jewelry, money A w- TV A TV Stolen first. A uh, lady <laughs>
2: It's all here
0: Yeah Um. All of a sudden the The chief's goon shows up Yeah <laughs> He barely speaks in this episode, but he shows up. He's like, just his expression is, duh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like you can't see him and he just leans into frame, his (laughs) mouth hanging open. Hey. Did he say action? (laughs) I'm a gumshoe. Uh, (laughs) I'm a real
0: gumshoe.
1: I'll ask the questions. No, you're out
0: of order. I'm a gumshoe.
1: Attica! Gumshoe. <laughs> He's a real dope. Um, <laughs> we also find, okay, so uh, they haven't talked in a little while. Jerry Orbach has not talked to Curtis. We had a fight about a dame. Um, they say, he says uh, you should try to catch up with his ex-wife if you have questions for him. Uh, they say they can't find her. Can't find the ex-wife. Her name is Estelle.
2: Um, And she's Actually, technically not his ex-wife. That's right. They never got divorced. Because they never got divorced. But the crazy thing is there's no paperwork. Yeah. No no divorce records. And then as he's walking away, he looks over his shoulder and says, real suspicious. <laughs> and that is... Way to play
1: it. Close to the vest, <laughs> <laughs> detective. This
0: whole thing seems real suspicious.
1: <laughs>
0: well, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this.
2: Jonathan Switcher loves to talk to his work.
0: You're the first thing I've created and made you feel like an artist.
2: Don't you like a new scarf? He never expected.
0: Not specially.
2: To hear it talk back.
0: I really think I'm going crazy. I am so glad you're working here. I never thought they'd hire anyone stranger than me. You're the only one who can see me like this. To the rest of the world, he's a disaster. You're quiet! And she's a dummy.
1: Ah!
0: You are one sick puppy. But together.
1: Hey, don't do that. You weren't so shy when you were creating me. You weren't so real.
0: They make magic.
1: Look at him with the dummy. Who are you to criticize?
0: That new stock boy. I just want you to keep an eye on him for me. I think I'm going to handle things my own way. All the girl mannequins disappeared from the windows last night. Film at 11. Yes, my dear, your favorite.
2: She is gone to get it! <laughs>
0: Magic.
1: He's talking to the dummy again.
0: Andrew McCarthy, Kim
1: Cattrall.
0: You know I would never bother you when you're
1: getting a piece of wood.
0: Mannequin. And we're back. Have you, uh, Kim? That's Kim Cattrall, right? Yes. Yeah. So I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Get Up, on this uh, today. So it'll all be at least three weeks old, so I don't feel bad referencing uh, something that I just heard them talk about. Mm-hmm. Did you know SJP and oh, Kim they Cattrall? hate each other, have major beef.
1: Uh, I was never a Sex in the City fan.
2: Me neither. Um, neither was I. But I, I was reading about that this week. Uh, Kim Cattrall's brother yes. went missing and then died, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Said like, oh, thinking about you, my thoughts thoughts and and prayers prayers or whatever. And Kim Cattrall basically told her to eat a dick. Oh, wow. She was like, she didn't just reply to it. She
0: made a whole other separate text post that says, I do not need your thoughts and prayers,
2: Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. No, she lit her up and she was like, please don't use my family's tragedy as a way for you to make yourself look better. Like, seriously, we're not friends. We were co-workers. Never liked you. Go kill yourself.
1: Damn.
0: So then someone else goes, have you heard Kim Cattrall scatting? And I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. What, like, zibbity bop, but doo-doo bop. Yes. So there is a YouTube clip of her. Her and her husband wrote a sex book together, and... And there is a clip on YouTube of them scatting. They played it on the episode. So this is a straight lift and shift from another show. <laughs> so I'm giving full credit to where this came from. And the name of the podcast again was? Get Up On This. Get up on it's, this. On this it's on speaker. Earwolf, so it's very popular.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, you got to switch it I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. Yamake piebo, in dog Latin, he quotes. UJ, sophist, Well, he bit all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's a thing that exists in the world.
2: I like the fact that independently jen and i had the exact same face during the entire thing
1: i am horrified you know
2: what though and i'm no. just gonna i'm just gonna be honest i still hate kim cattrall less than sarah jessica Parker. oh easily yeah. yeah yeah that's
1: fair
0: easily but like i heard that today and i was like well i can't be
2: the only one of my friends who knows this yeah you that's something you can't unhear. Oh, man, that was... And all the he-dogs and singing all the she-dogs. Oh, God, that was... That was a... a gooey! And you said they wrote a a sex book? They wrote a sex book together.
1: Oh, let's get that book and do some readings. Oof. Have you guys read um, Relationships to Bachelorism?
0: No. Did I share this book with you? I
1: can't find it. I have a copy of it somewhere. It's a guy who wrote a... uh, an unedited uh, diary of his life, like like literally unedited, and the man can't write, and it's just stories about him going to uh, fast food restaurants and hooking up in bathrooms. Uh, it's a great book. It's on what? Amazon. <laughs> what? It's it's called Relationships to Bachelorism, Women Money the Life. Or I think possibly Woman Money the Life. No <laughs> commas. It's great.
0: Is it great in quotes or great like?
1: Oh, it's well. I I am endlessly entertained by it. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible book, but it's right. it's so about great. a dirt person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really good. I'll find it. I'll find it, and I will. I will bring it, and I will share it. But we're back from commercial.
0: We are back from commercial, and now we get the reveal that he's been talking to the cops
2: the whole time. Yes, he wants to help Curtis.
1: He thinks he's just going through a rough time. Guys, if you, if either of you start carting around a mannequin, I will not think you are going through a rough time.
0: You will think that I have left the building. I
1: will be super concerned. I will, I will find you a doctor. <laughs> so,
2: so here's the thing. With me, I would actually give you guys a little time thinking you were doing a bit.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
2: Like if I do it fucking call the, call the men in white coats with the butterfly nets but if you two do it, I'm just thinking you guys are doing a bit and I'll let, it, I'll let it go way longer than I would for anybody else. See, the
0: thing is I can't carry a bit for that long. Like, not like that. Like, I would be laughing at least 45 seconds into me trying to be serious about a love you mean, doll.
2: You mean like when I used to try to play dead?
0: Yes, I was ex- thinking the exact same thing.
1: God, I
2: used to. Oh, I used you don't to, even
1: have to finish. I can imagine it already. Well, like yeah. Matt
2: would walk in the room and I'd just be face down yeah. on the ground, and Matt, he wouldn't even have to finish a sentence before I started laughing. And like a few times, I made it past the first sentence, and he was like, "Huh," <laughs> and then he would, <laughs> then he would laugh. It's
1: a real Harold and Maude.
2: Best friends forever.
1: Yep. Um. So he goes to Curtis's place again.
0: Yeah, so he tells the story of the last time that he was at Curtis's place. Right. He's at Curtis's place.
1: Estelle is watching TV w- draped in jewels.
0: Curtis looks like garbage had children.
1: He's got a real Kirk Van Houten vibe.
0: Right, when he gets divorced. <laughs> yep,
1: he is, he is 100%. He, Can I borrow he a feeling? Tol- yeah, yeah, he
2: totally is. <laughs>
1: Can I borrow
2: a feeling?
1: A raccoon died in the jacuzzi. Can we get a garbage bag? He's a major player. Uh, Keep him. Oh, she keeps him on a short leash. He's complaining about Estelle now. The
2: only time he's left the apartment um, in the past week is when she tells him to go get something.
1: Right. And Jerry Orbach has commented on the odor in the place a couple of times. Right. So this is starting
2: to get really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm like, ooh, we got a seven situation going on here. (laughs) I'm in. And Curtis, Curtis is like, hey, you know, don't even pay attention to that. And Orbach goes, where did you get that television from? Curtis is like, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's my business. None of your business. All my business. When does
2: Orbach stand up and start reading him the riot act? Um, it's, it's basically right after that, um, because I, I wrote down um, that Curtis and Robert scuffle and then Estelle breaks a bottle over his head. They do a great setup where they show Estelle
0: on the couch. They show kind of like this over-the-shoulder shot of Estelle on the couch. And then they showed them talking, and they go back to the chair, and And Estelle is gone. gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like... That was cool. I was like, this works. So then the fight happens, and they had a real good opportunity for a jump scare, I felt. Mm -hmm. They had a really good opportunity for Estelle to walk into frame. Mm Yes. And be behind him, and then have him turn around and her hit him with the bottle. But they... He gets hit with the bottle and it goes black immediately. Right. Yeah. So kind of like all the tension
2: is really sucked out. I, I felt like that this was show wasn't really a jump scare show. Though. No,
1: but they could have done it. I mean, oh, it they, absolutely, been cool. they absolutely, they yeah. absolutely
2: could have. But
1: it well, was, I, mean, I was, I was gonna, time. yeah, I
2: was gonna, I was gonna ask if jump scares were really, you know, but even a creepy factor like. They've done I'm not disagreeing. I think it would have been. I think it would have been a wise choice. It's kind of like in a trick or treat when when he turns around and and the the
0: troll is there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he's looking outside and looking back and looking outside and then he looks back and the troll is there. Same type of thing where they had a they had a classic horror convention. Yes. Mm-hmm. His back is to the murderer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. He he wakes up, he's telling the detective this at this point, and he sees Curtis sitting across the room in a chair, and you just see like a little bit of Estelle as she's leaving the room. This is as Jerry is coming yeah. to. The,
2: so the, the cop asks him a few questions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what stopped like after the bottle hits him, and then the cop uh I don't remember exactly what he said, but and then you don't remember nothing. And then it's no, I I, I woke up, you know, from a dead sleep. And uh, and I woke up just long enough to see someone leaving out the front door, and then I go over to Curtis and I turn the couch around, or not the couch, <laughs> the the chair around, and there he is with a knife in his chest.
1: Yes, so Curtis is stabbed in the heart.
2: Yeah, straight through the um the chest plate, dead as fuck. And I, I
1: it gets a little weird after this.
2: It yeah, it it seemed like there was probably at least another quarter of the story. Um because I've never read the Robert Block story, mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly what happens, but yeah, this is where it I've... just seems to me like they tried to condense the last quarter of the story. Or, at least, into what I imagine the story was into the last two minutes of this
1: act. So much of it is normally ham fisted. I liked that this was a little, I, I think she just needed like an extra line or two explaining and maybe just rewatching they needed, it. They needed I, a
2: little more. I, yeah. I agree. They needed a little more padding because now, as Jerry or, or sorry, as Roberts and um, the, the captain, yeah, the lieutenant are talking. You see a woman walk into the room behind, and she's in silhouette, and so is the cop. And then it cuts to them, and they're talking. You still can't see her face; she's still in silhouette. Um, you can see the cop, and she's talking about how he and Curtis used to come into the restaurant sh- where she worked. Um, she knew all their, she knew all the things they used to order. Um, she heard all their conversations. Prime rims.
0: Full racks. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they would have a full prime rib each. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Curtis just died of a heart, heart attack,
1: attack. <laughs> and the knife just happened to spike. A knife crazy. literally
0: exploded from awesome his heart. <laughs> there was so much metal in his blood.
2: <laughs> um, but so she's she's telling the cops that they were acting really suspiciously. Um, and so then the the cop starts to ask her some follow-up questions. Um, well, and they kind of set it up like Jerry Orbach was having an affair with Curtis w- Curtis's, with Curtis's wife. wife. Yeah. and and so it it, it kind of cuts back a few times um, from Jerry Orbach to the woman in silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we find out from the cop that we found out what that smell was. It was a stell cut up under the sink.
1: Yes. So Okay. That makes sense then.
2: And
0: then and then that's kind of the episode.
2: Well, so
1: And then you you're see missing one Well we're
2: missing a big thing. Yeah. The knife didn't have any fingerprints on it. The knife didn't have any fingerprints, and neither did the bottle. So the mannequin did it. We all know that the mannequin, the mannequin did. did it, and then the woman um, steps into the light, and it's Estelle the mannequin. Now, you two didn't think that it was Estelle at first.
1: She looked slightly different. She looked but, slightly different, but it's the same actress. It's, yeah, yeah. I, her, I,
2: really. I mean, to me, they were really telegraphing that it was going to be Estelle. Mm-hmm. Did
1: they?
0: Did she? Was she wearing the same necklace? Because I felt like if she wasn't like I don't remember seeing. I think same.
2: she. I think she was wearing the same. Nicholas.
0: Okay, then I no, should have I just remember. known better.
1: <clears throat>
0: because it was just like she looked different enough from the mannequin. Yeah. Where I was like, what? What is what is this?
1: What is happening? What is this? No, I I think it worked. I think I think, it worked, I think it worked too. Yeah.
0: That's the episode. Let's go to the writers' room because I you nailed it, Maddie. The The last act mm-hmm. felt like it contained second act pieces that needed to be fleshed out more. Yep. And yeah. again, knowing that they had to do this in 22 minutes, it's kind of a Herculean feat. Mm-hmm. They did the pacing on the first act and the f- second act that we got was really, really tight. Really yeah. tight. But this last one is like a slingshot. Like they were like, and everything and happened. And finish it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: wouldn't really change too much in the first two acts. I guess you could probably, well, no, you really couldn't trim anything out of the first and second act because it still doesn't change the third act problems because the first and second act both ended on logical points. Mm -hmm. And so there's not really anything you can trim out of those. This was just one of those instances where you've got that 22 minute time constraint where you don't necessarily, that's one thing that I like about TV now is that you'll actually have episodes that go over the typical format of 22 minutes or 44 minutes. Um Where, um, especially on, I hate saying prestige shows, but on shows where you know that a lot of people tune in, they can do a 55 minute show mm-hmm. or an hour and 10 minute show and the next show is just going to have to push the schedule back um, because they know people want to. They want more of this particular episode, right? They want. The they want more to Alias. Able- <laughs> On a very special Alias.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus!
1: Sorry, that's the last show I watched. <laughs> the
0: okay. I think my main problems with the episode come from the third act i didn't mind to i didn't need the reveal that he was talking to the police at the beginning of the act because i think that really backed them in a corner if he was still just telling the story in a dark room they could have had the reveal of where he was Mm. and it could have been Mm. he was in jail yeah it could have been that he was in a loony bin. He
1: was getting walked to the electric chair,
0: and he was talking, it. But they, 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 they kind of
2: ta- already did that with Ring Around the Redhead.
1: Yeah. But they, they've done... They've, they've repeated did, other stuff.
0: Well, they had the another Mannequin sure. episode, uh, Mannequin Come to Life with Miss Medusa. So, like... Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't have had a... There's only so many options that you have. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, considering... Like I said in the beginning of the episode... Considering some of the stinkers that we've watched lately, mm-hmm. this was a welcome respite from right. That
0: for nonsense. sure, no, I,
1: and
2: I felt like the the pacing was tight. The acting was probably some
0: of the best that we've had. I think you could have solved it
1: with with the waitress having like just clarifying one or two of the lines. Yep. I think could have would have made it work a little bit better for me. Yep,
0: me too. I would have, and this is this is me, the overdoer, mm-hmm. being like. I would have loved for her to talk before she hit Jerry Orbach in in
2: the head with the bottle. Just breathing down mm. your neck in the <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: bitch, I'm breathing down in your neck. neck. Bam, um, bam. No, I would have loved. I would have loved for the 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 reveal of Estelle to be under the sink to have happened to Orbach. Okay before the estelle mannequin shows up
1: so maybe he discovers estelle under the sink just as you see the mannequin hand come down to hit him on the head with the wine bottle yes okay Hmm. something like that
0: interesting something where it's like because i still kind of the way that i took it so let's just say what i thought happened was the soul of estelle reanimated
2: the mannequin Mm -hmm. that's what i felt happened um because for, if there there was for a while there um uh, uh, in the beginning of the third act after the cop in the end of the second says um they can't find Estelle and that was the name of his ex-wife i was thinking for a second shit like what is what is going on with that is this more of a supernatural thing right you know where exactly like did the ex-wife actually reanimate or is he just going nuts thinking that this is the ex-wife because he's got you know the telltale heart going mm-hmm. on or yeah that was the telltale mm-hmm. heart right yeah um you know like so i'm 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 on the same page yeah like i yeah like and then have it be
0: that he's talking to the priest right before the electric chair yeah. And like one of the guys being like, "I ah, don't worry about him; he's crazy." Though, and then
1: you see a mannequin hand pull the switch. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> that would have well, been Lily very. Tyler and yeah. Yeah. Tyler and Lester show yeah. up,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ventriloquist dummy. Like... Did you? You never saw magic, did you? No. Uh, did you see magic? No. Um, that, I is know movie, it, yeah. that is the movie. That is a movie where Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins plays uh, like a famous ventriloquist. Hmm. And he goes nuts and has sex with Anne Margaret and kills a bunch of
1: people. The Jeff Dunham story. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how many dames would you guys give this episode? I'd give it
0: seven and a half. Seven?
1: Yeah, I'd give it, I'm going to give it eight. I liked it.
0: I liked it a lot. Is it a must watch or a recommended? Oh, it's a recommended. recommended. I definitely recommend this episode too. A uh, little, little, uh, didn't stick the landing.
2: Another mm-hmm. one where they didn't stick the landing. Yeah. We had, um, I, think that that I think that that's really common though, to, it's to so have, hard. to build up so much speed and then just not being able to finish it. Right. Yeah. So hard, so hard, but uh, a good app.
0: Well, you can get in contact with us at T from the dark side on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm. What's that, Maddie? Oh,
0: you could hear
2: my stomach across the table I heard with it headphones too. on. Yeah. Well, let's So take there's it. a
0: wolf in there. Sorry. <laughs> it's T from the dark side on Facebook and Instagram. It is TFTDS pod on Twitter. We are T from the dark side at gmail.com if you just like writing emails. Uh, big shout outs to uh, everybody that we've been talking to lately. Big hello to Stephen Bauer. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show and reaching out to your friends to tell them to listen. Um, That is the biggest way that we find new listeners. Thank you, yes. Thank Thank you you so much. Uh, And if you are out there listening and you haven't reached out or you haven't shared the show, boy, we would appreciate it. iTunes reviews are always welcome. Or um, whatever platform you listen to. um, Or sharing on social media. We love the likes, we love the shares, and we love, we you, love you for doing it. Yeah. All right. All that's, right. That's the episode. Is there anything that I'm forgetting?
1: Oh, actually, I want to plug a show on uh, March 25th. I will be doing a show at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan Ooh. with uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Holy Sweet shit. Yeah. Very excited about that. Come on down. Get your tickets. Come on down and see it. He's very funny, and I'll be there, too. <laughs> Being a dame. Uh, Other than that, try to enjoy the daylight. The daylight? Try to enjoy yeah. the daylight, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at TFromTheDarkSide and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.